Agenda setting conversations of the day. You heard last week from the Department of Higher Education the plans by the Minister, Dr. Bladen Zamande, to take UNISA into administration. You will remember that report written by an independent assessor that looked at the problems there. And so many questions, I suppose the headline many people remember is the amount of money spent on curtains and, uh, and vacuuming classes to vacuum carpets on a staircase for the Vice-Chancellor. The report was a lot more detailed than that and a much more much more important content within it. But different views, of course, around whether the department should take UNISA into administration. Mamelto Sebe is a lecturer in professional ethics at UNISA. He believes it would be a hijack of the university. He joins us now. Mamelto, good morning. Morning, uh, Stephen, and morning to our listeners. There are clearly problems at the at the university. The minister has clearly followed the correct process. He's appointed an independent assessor. That assessor has uh, done their own report, given everybody chance to respond to the report. Why do you believe it would be wrong for the minister to complete that process and take the university into administration? So, firstly, um, we need to get the context and and the sequence straight. Right, the independent assessor was appointed. Um, in terms of the dual legal process following the ministerial task team that investigated and made findings that are then now today part of the independent assessors report. What does that tell us? It tells us all of those problems, problems that concern students, problems that community members who are outside of UNISA are correctly concerned about from administration of admission, registration problems, uh, the mismanagement of the finances uh, of the university, and a whole range of problems that were, were raised in the ministerial task team and subsequently incorporated in the independent assessors report. The ministerial task team report was submitted in 2021. The question I'm raising is, between 2021, what has been happening? University uh, made drastic changes in terms of the management of the university itself. It made drastic changes in terms of all levels of the university. It's not just at senior level of management, but even in the College of Law, where I am, right? I see improvements happening. Already, if you look at the finances of the university, they've improved. The reserves have improved from $9 billion at the time of the Ministerial Task Team report to about $16 billion, right? And that's because of the war that is being waged against corruption with tenders. A lot of services are being taken into insourcing, uh, through insourcing. And, 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 you know, there is efforts to improve the academic support as of August. We are now going to be rendering, um, um, rendering, you know, classes to support students. They are also, I mean, one of the colleges where, I mean, I mean, College of Law, which is also under attack. But I've seen changes in the leadership of that college. Um, there's effort to defend the accreditations of our LLB program and all of that. The ratings of university have also been improving, right? And, and the question then is, where is the arrow pointing out? Are we going downward or are we improving? And the reality is we have been improving, okay, both but, but, by the rating by intelligence agencies and by DHA, uh, Department of Higher Education Research Output Report, both of which put university at number seven and eight in the country. Okay. I mean, part of the report said, this is from the executive summary, there were a summa- uh, the, the executive summary, it's a cauldron of instability characterized by a culture of fear, intimidation, bullying, maladministration. It goes on. I mean, any finding, if someone came to me and said, this is the finding, and I was the minister, 
I would say never mind the direction the current leadership thinks they're going in. I'm taking this into administration. I mean, you've got bullying and maladministration. You can't continue with that. I mean, I understand that we need to protect very carefully. We need to protect um, institutional independence for higher education institutions. But that doesn't mean that people can get away with things like that. And there's plenty of evidence that they were. Stephen, I'm saying we are not asking what is the story of the past two years. That report, right? The ministerial task team also made points around those issues. That was in 2021. And the issue is different. You know, in Marxism, we always say it's not just what is being done, but who is doing it, why are they doing it, and how are they doing it? And what do I mean by that, right? You know, people assume that this government is not a factor in the capture of public services, including universities. This minister, by the way, was an, a leading ideologue of the Zuma campaign that was responsible for Zumaification not only of the ANC, of the sure, public institutions, but, not making, but also but, of the state-owned and the thing and so on, right? Yes, and but he's making the decision based on an independent assessor. I mean, you're saying that the people who are responsible for this situation, described by the assessor, must be allowed to fix their own problem. Surely not. Uh, not really. I'm saying there has been changes in the management of the university since 2021. And I'm saying, how did the university end up with six billion more in reserves? Is because of the war on corruption, in addition to all other things that have been done, both to ensure that there is an improvement in the financial systems of the university, but also in terms of number of things. And let me tell you one of the things that concerned me about minister's decision. Minister clearly in his letter, he's protesting a decision that was taken by this new management to cancel one of the biggest tenders, uh, the laptop scheme, a laptop procurement scheme for the staff. There was a laptop um, a tender that was about uh, to go out. What university then did is that it decided that no, the staff members are going to be given a cash advance so that they, they buy laptops in an open market, meaning I got a cash to go to any shop to buy the laptop. As a result of that defect, Universities save over 400 million. Why would government not be happy about that? Why would government then say, no, you are supposed to take this back to a tender process that is going to cost university over 400 million. And I'm saying, you also have to look at the record of other institutions that have been put under administration that this minister is defending. For her, is coming after, under, uh, after uh, uh, you know is coming after the uh, I mean under administration. It was under administration between 2019 and 2021. What is the situation at for there today? Who are people that are responsible for uh, tendering corruption? Who today are putting the lives of that vice chancellor who is trying to clear that university of corruption? Um, his life is under threat. He's under bodyguard. His bodyguards are being assassinated. Lots of those people implicated in that corruption are senior leaders of the ANC. The premiers implicated in a corruption about a degree scandals and all these things and so on. And to imagine that this government that has facilitated a collapse of the state-owned entities, ESCOM, Praza, the whole public service, is suddenly capable of transforming universities into an accountable and, of course, sustainable institutions. is to be naive, at least. Mimelto Esabai, strong view. Thank you very much indeed. Lecturer in professional ethics at UNISA. Lots to come in the next little while. We'll continue to take your calls as well on 86 2032